Hello, Plannerverse, and welcome to episode 108 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. With me is my illustrious co-host and friend, Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Good evening, or good afternoon, good morning, or something, it's, wherever it, it is, the time, you are. The, the time-space conundrum has got us wrapped up in its little paradigm here. Uh, when it's nighttime for Steve, it's morning for me and so we're sat there wondering who's had the coffee and who's had the beer Uh, (laughs) guilty (laughs) today steve has been enjoying his beer libations and um i've actually just had uh, tea this morning not even coffee but uh today's episode my darlings is an interesting one Uh, steve and i were scratching our heads wondering how to set up a 2021 planner despite what happened to us in 2020 i mean really if you bought a planner sometime in february or march of 2020 i think you must have been kicking yourself going really i've got i've got nothing to plan there were two words i was going to use but we can't use those two words i've got i've got nothing to plan in this book and it just okay well maybe next month well maybe next month well maybe july august no 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 november (laughs) especially if it was an expensive one right right (laughs) so we sat here and we said okay well what's the biggest issue that that we are having steve and i are having and the thing that came to us and it's it struck me very apparently was that there's no structure right because we're not conducting our lives the way we were prior to the pandemic the structure seems to have gone just the way of the dodo and one of the things that we decided was that if you want to create a happier sense of well-being or a greater sense of well-being in which case happiness is part of that then having a structure is going to be essential to developing that sense of well-being. So 2020 has taught us a few lessons and is still handing them out like candy. Um, Here in this episode 108, we will be presenting a list of top 10 practical ways, or 10 or more practical ways, to plan for the new year, leaving room for the pandemic and life to keep chugging along next to us. So that way, if we have our planners at the ready, much like Harry Potter had his wand at the ready. Steve, is your planner at the ready? Yes, he's making flicking gestures with his. As always. (laughs) He's got several planners at the ready. Um, What can we write in our planners that would allow us to develop the structures that we had in place or substitute? I love that he's holding up a basket and smiling next to his basket of stuff. of uh, basket o planners <laughs> it's a basket case um uh, right <laughs> so what you know i'm on Enough. a thought this is a live recording steve the least you could do is not enable me to laugh over here let's try and be boring about it damn it right so steve i'm throwing this back at you whether you like it or not what are some things that you could do in your planner today that would allow you to develop a greater structure Certainly, I've been using my planner more than I would normally do in a way because there's so many things um, that I'm doing now around the house rather than going out to do that, 
you know, there's sort of, I'm terrible for trying to remember, I must remember to do this, must remember to do that. So I'm sort of tending to sort of do sort of planner planning even more so now, not just once a week. It, it's something I'm aiming to do at least sort of two or three times a week, really. So yeah. every other day, more or less, I'm sort of um, adding things in. I'm just remembered something now and I'm doing it while we chat sort of thing. Um, <laughs> focus. Crazy, because if, if I don't, I'll forget it. <laughs> but it, it's sort of almost sort of directing me in the direction of right what am I going to do next you know because we don't know what we're going to be able to do next what we what might we be able to do next right. week uh, what might we be able to do next month we don't know um, you know the, you suddenly get these new news um, announcements now um, here in France and certainly in UK where they'll suddenly change the rules and they'll give you sort of 36 hours, 48 hours notice of a rule change. So right. you think, ah, I was about to do such and such on such and such a day next week. No, forget it. You can't do that now. Right. So it, it's good to sort of plan and do it as much as you can. If you suddenly got something urgent that you need to go travel somewhere and get do it today if you can because you might not be able to do it next week sort of thing we got caught out like that um in the summer yeah and um it, it's one of them things where you think oh I wish i'd done that on the day when we thought about doing it sort of thing so don't delay don't delay the, uh, yeah i guess the number one point is don't delay if you think of something that you're going to do do it i think a lot of it also depends on mental well-being i know a lot of mm. people haven't mentioned that uh, or they've been trying to skirt around the issue because it's sometimes considered a taboo subject but the truth is is at least on my end is that there's been plenty of times when i've planned for something to to happen and then mental well-being is in such a state that I just haven't followed through with it. So I think in order to to establish a sense of mental well-being and grounding and just being able to participate in all of that, for myself, I've done, one of the things I've done is I've planned the free, quote-unquote, free outings, right? doesn't cost you anything to do to go to the beach, go camping, hiking, nature walks, um, the forest bathing thing that people have been talking about, the Japanese art of letting the forests bathe you with their fresh air. Um, there's a lot of that that can be structured into a daily ritual. And I think that's helped me a lot recently is knowing that I can get up, even if I can't go out past my own property, I can walk my own property and have a daily ritual of of routine. And I think developing that routine initially might seem difficult just like because we've trained our brains so much to go into a stimulus right so we're bored and we're like uh, uh let me get on social media or we're bored let's watch a little tv there's a there's an instant gratification to it and i think we ought to be looking a little bit more towards enjoying and embracing the boring and i don't mean that in a flippant way either i don't mean that oh well we're in the middle of a pandemic and let's just be bored all the time but i do mean it in the sense of well let's create a structure around boredom so, for example, if you want to do the 
walking or the exercising or the whatever it is that you do outdoors doesn't cost you a dime. You just put your clothes on and go, ideally, unless you want to get arrested, in which case don't put your clothes on. Um, (laughs) But there's that. Another thing you can do is make the doctor's appointments that you've got for the year, make them now. Put those in your planner and set that up. Uh, because you don't know when the doctor availabilities are going to be, especially with what's been going on. And it's nice to know that you can look forward to something, at least for me it is. I don't know if you're like that, Steve, but it's like once it's in the book, it's in the book. I don't have to think about it anymore. Does that make sense? There's three or four doctors that I like to go see the dentist, you know, that sort of thing throughout the year. Once they're in the book, I'm done thinking about it. Yeah, I've got um, reminders set up for when I need to ring up for my next prescription for my next sort of three months worth of pills and stuff like that that's good to always keep keep that in check so you don't suddenly get close to running out right and then discover oh crikey i've got to get down to the to the uh, surgery to collect the next prescription i always make sure that um, i've got sort of several weeks in hand now yeah I would, uh, I would also say the number three thing on my list here, which we sort of experienced that a little bit with this chat, Steve, was to plan video chat calls with friends and family. Mm. I know Steve and I hadn't talked to each other in a couple of weeks, but it felt like a month. It felt like we hadn't spoken to each other longer than that. And we're usually pretty excited to see one another because... We want to throw the ideas around. We want to, I want to be with my friend. I want to talk to him. I want to tell him everything that I've done well, right? That whole stuff, that whole uh, social animal thing kicks in. And if you know that you have these planned out in your planner and you know that you're going to be speaking to Aunt Sally, for example, on Wednesday and a couple of your friends on Friday, then now you have a structure that's allowing you to anchor the rest of your day around an event that you're going to be looking forward to. So whatever else comes up on that day, you know that at least you've got something that you can rely on to be there for you, which is positive. It builds well-being and it allows you to be in communication with people. Because I've noticed that's one thing people are doing during the pandemic is they're letting the lockdown serve as an excuse to not communicate with people. They're allowing the lockdowns to take over. We've been um, seeing the family via FaceTime or Skype or whichever, Mm. um, at least once a week, sometimes a couple of times a week, depending on uh, the grandson who sits there now looking at the screen. You can see his eyes going left and right as we both (laughs) sort of speak. So he's acknowledging us, which is quite nice in a way. At least you recognize the faces. Right, right. Yeah, he's never actually met us yet. He's eight months old now, so. Yeah. He's getting quite big. (laughs) Um, The number four thing I have on my list is to, I know, know, look, this might sound a little over the top. I get it, but I can be OTT sometimes. Um, Organize your grocery store by aisles because if you know you're constantly going in there and Mm -hmm. you know what you want to get, if you hit the aisles the way that you want to, then you can be in and out of there quicker than you have to be, right? <laughs> then you then, then then you don't have to be, right? So, Steve, have you done that? Have you organized your groceries yes, for my we, house? Yes, we did this years and years ago. Um, so long ago that the list was created on WordStar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is before Windows came along, yeah. <laughs> This is it right around with, with Lotus Notes, right? Lotus Notes was out at the time. Not quite, no. No, not yet. Okay. But um, 
it what it did mean was you had a a shopping list your sort of typical sort of overarching shop, shopping list which we just had multiple copies of the thing printed off on the front of the fridge or whatever mm. um, in the kitchen and you just sort of tick items off the list then when you went to do the shopping of course you you literally picked up everything as you went through the store and back out the other without end. having to zigzag yeah. right that's the whole point yeah you, right. or go backwards and forwards because you'd suddenly remembered something right um, or you didn't have to sort of mentally work out where all these different things were that you've sat on on a free list sort of thing because the list was in the actual same order it meant that you just sort of saved a lot of time um, going around i mean it seems like such a uh boring little thing to do but since we are mm. certified the dullest podcast out there i thought that this <laughs> would probably be a good thing to say uh, there was a guy who had shown on omnifocus if anybody's using omnifocus he had organized his grocery list by aisles on OmniFocus so he can tick them off as he's going through the aisles. And as soon as he ticked them off, a new list was generated for two weeks next or the week next or whatever it was so that he those were net fresh items that were waiting on the next list. Um, I thought that was quite clever. And I think that if, if you do set something like that up, it, generally what we're looking at now, ladies and gentlemen, is... The fact that we're looking into a microcosm of our immediate circles versus a macrocosm prior to the pandemic. So these are all the tips that help us in our internal functions and internal well-being. And I think just the knowing, just knowing that I have the aisles down, and all it's going to take is one visit to the supermarket with a notepad, is it, Steve? You really just go down the aisles and see where they're located. Or... Find the central aisle that goes across the store between all of the aisles. Right. And just photograph them as you go past. Or take a video. So you know where as you're rolling the, through. the order is. Right. And right. then when you get home, you can then work out what, what you buy in each. Now, certain aisles, we just don't go down. You know, we don't go down any pet food, baby stuff we don't go into. And there's quite a few that we just you know, can never go down, really. Right, yeah. right. So that would be another tip, tip that we have. Mm. Uh, number five we have on our list is leave wiggle room in your budget. Would, mm. would you say that, Steve? Uh, have you, I think yeah, because at the moment it's difficult to know what to expect to be doing, especially if people, more people are at home rather than um, traveling through, say, winter. You know, your um, energy budget's going to be higher, isn't it? or sure. your energy usage is going to be higher. Um, but on the flip side of that, your travel budget might be lower, but the energy might cost more than your travel. So, you know, it's six or one and a half dozen the other, really, isn't it? But um, Right. Yeah, so certainly you do need to make allowance for a change in your spending pattern at the moment, I would think, um, to make sure that... Um, you can do everything you want to do um, in the year. And possibly, you know, heaven forbid, um, you might look forward to starting to put some money to aside for things you want to do later in the year, be it travel once we can travel again mm -hmm. uh, or other things. 
Like now would be a good time to do packing lists. Now would be a good time yeah. to figure out if your suitcases are the right ones. Now would be a good time mm. to go through. Right? These are all minor mm. um, additions to what we're talking about. But yeah, definitely leave wiggle room in your budget. Number six we have is consider learning a new skill that can bring an income from at home work. Right. Mm. So remote work, because if a lot of people have been displaced from their work and they're unable to go into work to do that work. Right. They've been laid off or they have their own businesses that have been shut down because of riots or because of whatever it is that's that's gone bad with the pandemic. So learning a new skill and a lot of these places, if you notice online, are offering them at discounted rates. Have you been noticing that, Steve? Yeah, uh, you can... I've been doing an awful lot of um, webinars and things um, yeah. in the evenings, some yeah. during the day, and they've been fantastic. Um, these are normally sort of face-to-face -face type um, presentations that people go to a, a hotel or a meeting hall or wherever. Right. And of course, they've all had to go online um, in this last year or so. And it's been fantastic for me because there's no way I can get to all of these things in UK. So I get the pick the cream of the crop sort of thing, really. There's literally one every day of the week, more or less, depending on the subject matter. But And they're all sort of technology and engineering type things. So, you know, perfect for me. Um, and it's been, you know, they're only about an hour, hour and a half long. But, you know, I did one the other night on the um, Apollo approach computer or control computer or something. Nice. From back in 1969 or something. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, you could learn a new language. You could learn a new mm. technological skill, how to use a certain software, how to, mm. I don't know. There's so many things you can learn. I've been going on MIT's site lately and learning a few coding things. Uh, there's, uh, I would say pick something that really challenges you or scares you and you thought, oh, I'd never do that. And take a free webinar on that or pay a reasonable amount to be part of something that you might be able to dip your toe into and see maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, but how are you going to find out? Yeah, I'm sure we've all got applications on our PCs or on our phones that we downloaded, but we just haven't got around to using because we didn't know how to use it. Or right. Right, that's my uh, point. We didn't, we haven't sort of researched the help files or the support files to find out how to get the best use from something um, or, or similar. One I shall definitely recommend people do is uh, Franklin Covey do a uh, planner management um, online course, which is free. I think we've linked to that before, but I've actually um, spent some time going through it and it breaks it down into modules. You yep. don't have to do it all in one hit. Um, you can do it in steps of, say, I've done their in-person class, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I haven't done their online, but now that you said it, I think I'm going to try the online one yeah. as well. Yeah, it's really good. It's worth it because, and I, I would highly recommend people not opt for the free classes, and here's why. When you put a little money towards it, there's you have skin in the game, mm. and you put it in your planner, and you go, and you attend. Um, whereas mm. the free one, you're opt. You're, you have a tendency, or I have a tendency to say, ah, it's free, I, don't, I can skip it, I'll do something else. I'll do something else that, mm. that's not going to require me to focus on building structure or routine. So I would say, see if you can pay a little money uh, for some of these webinars, because it's worth it in the end. You end up reprogramming your mind, and that's what we're trying to achieve here, is coming out of the doldrums, of the pandemic doldrums, and coming into a new year, hopefully with... Um, 
lockdowns that are going to be easing up on us soon. Another tip that we have is plan a themed food or game night with your immediate family or circle. Consider playing the games via video chat with others. So Steve and like I could a pub start, quiz. like a pub quiz, for example, or we could start a chess game where we irritate the, the socks off of each other with uh, stupid moves. Um, but yeah, absolutely. If you have more than two people living in your home or even two, uh, then you can play a game. Consider having a game night. Consider doing something outside the realm of just um, whatever it is that you've been doing that's been causing this level of unwell-being, unwellness, right? And an oldie but a goodie that I have here is consider using everything up before buying new items. For example, some food items that stay in the cupboard and never seem to get used. Make a game out of consuming your consumables. I like to see how much of something we can consume before I have to go and buy the next round. <laughs> is that? Do you do that, Steve? Clear out, clear out the spices and herbs and things. Exactly. And- look through them and check the dates on them and consolidate them into bigger bottles or smaller bottles or whatever whatever. needs to be done but those ones that sort of find the way to the back of the shelf that you've not right you've forgotten all about sort of thing right well people have a tendency to look in their pantry or whatever it is and say oh well we need x Mm. y and z but they don't look at exactly what you said way back in the pantry things have been collecting Mm. dust on them and i'd say make a game out of it see how many of those consumables you can use before you replace them. And another tip that I have here is consider learning how to grow your own food. Plan a spring garden. That's something that I'm working on and it doesn't have to be this huge plot of land. You may have very limited space. You can still buy a planter. You can still grow your own herbs. You can still grow your own berries. You can still grow tomatoes, potatoes, Mm. those sort of thing grow on balconies quite Mm. nicely. Um, but absolutely consider growing your own food. Have you done that, Steve, yet uh, in France? Yeah. If uh, yeah, well, we grow our own herbs and and stuff like, and we have a, um, a cherry tree as well, which is quite nice. Nice. One of the things I came across um, earlier today, in fact, was someone was they've they've started um, growing their own vegetables and what have you at the bottom of their garden, and I think they found that the the, the ground wasn't particularly good or or Mm. I'm not quite sure what but they they created some raised beds Mm -hmm. with sort of um, very simple sort of open top like wooden boxes and they've put they're open at the bottom so they've dug the the ground over as much as they can and then they use some well rotted compost or whatever and they're growing in that and they're getting all sorts of um, fantastic results from that Composting is another thing you could do very mm. easily. Even if you live in an apartment setting mm. or in a city setting, you can do a kitchen compost setup and yeah. you can use that for a balcony or a planter, window planter that you can then turn over the soil. And as you said, a lot of good things come up when you do that. Um, another tip we have here is consider adopting a pet that you know you will be able to take care of post lockdown. Um, During these times, there's a lot of pets sitting by themselves in the adoption shelters and just like you sitting by yourself at home. Just make sure that if you get decide to get the pet that you can still maintain its well-being and care once you are post lockdown, once you're free Mm. and set free and you've decided to go uh, 
bungee cord jumping in New Zealand, then <laughs> make sure someone's watching uh, Spot. <laughs> Any other tips well, for Spot us, Spot might want to go bungee jumping as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Any other tips for us, Steve? Yeah, the another good one is to, we've sort of um, touched on it before, I'm sure, is sort of cataloging um, items in your house um, like your own home inventory um, now this sort of thing's useful from the point of view of um, insurance um, your the value of your house contents insurance right it's amazing how easily that creeps up in value over time mm. unless you increase the amount you're insured for you could be um, you know, you might be underinsured should you have the worst case sort of um, you know, a fire or a flood or something like that. So you really need to know the actual value of, or the total value of your house contents, really, to make sure that you're not underinsured. Now, it's a bit of a long-winded job. You literally have to go through room by room listing everything more or less you know not just the items of furniture but what's actually in those items how many shirts you've got roughly and how many um pairs of socks and and, and everything literally it becomes a gigantic list you could you just take a picture make, right yeah you could do that and, and then just sit at your computer and just sort of start typing Itemize it. things in yeah and what I did when we last did ours was put it into a spreadsheet, one one sheet per room, mm. and then have a one particular um, sheet that added up the contents of each room sort of thing. That's and it's great. amazing how easily it creeps up. But if you're in this current situation where you're, you're sort of thinking, you know, I should really get around to doing that one day, now is as good a time as any to sort of... Um, sort of tackle these things and um, sort of sort of just literally go by room by room as long as people aren't moving stuff between rooms you, you normally don't miss anything <laughs> but it's, if you end up with sort of hold on a minute i sh shouldn't have 10 guitars right right well <laughs> I've only in that got case five. where look, did that, that five come from that might very well happen and that's part of mm. the outcome of doing an inventory mm. is finding out that you have duplicate or triplicate in whatever it is, mm. in which case that will now set you off on another thing that you can do in your planner, mm. which is to sell them locally via social media sites or eBay or anything like that. And you can offer local pickup instead of shipping if you don't want to take yourself yeah. to the post office. I know here in the U.S. they can come around, you can schedule a pickup so you, if you can wrap up your item and put postage on it, they will come and pick it up at your front door. Um, but that would be an interesting thing to do is to do an inventory and actually discard or declutter your home of things that are no longer serving their purpose and maybe allow someone else who's not in such a great state right now to use those items so that they can recover a little bit mm. of what they've lost. Books is another classic example of that, isn't it? We, Very we much so. all sort of buy books and then when we finish reading them, we put them on the shelf. But how many books do you ever read twice? Not many, I would think. Okay, reference books, different, slightly different. You, you might only will go back to look at them for one specific thing every so often. 
but novels and things do you ever really read read those i do Um, i do but there are some that i don't so so mm. larger ones right like douglas adams's hitchhiker's guide i i read and reread that i think two (laughs) or three times a year i reread it only Mm. because it's just so magical right it absolutely transports Mm. me from where i am in my reality to his reality which i prefer um, but, but yes, you're right. Especially old grammar books and things like that, that are no longer serving their purpose. You mm. might be able to find a school or a library, uh, that can receive them. If you sanitize them, just kind of wipe them down with mm. alcohol, make sure that they're clean, stash them in a box and you'd be good to go. I don't know if it's common elsewhere, but we have, um, free libraries here in France. It's basically a sm- large, um, box if you like on a pole or attached to a side of a building or it's sometimes even an old telephone box which has had shelves put in it and people put books in there that's and great you can just go in and and take whatever you fancy sort of looking at or... you can set one up in front of your house yeah yeah needs to be something as wet weather tight if you're in sort of sort of uh, winter sort of conditions wherever you are right. living but um, they're fantastic, really. We, we we have one in the town where we went to um, another French town. They used an old, an old telephone box as a free library. I love it. But, uh, that sort of works quite well. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like we've come to the end of episode 108. Steve, where can we find you outside of the pandemic? Outside of the pandemic? or inside of it, you'll find me on falafaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Falafaxi on Instagram. You can find me at Karin Tovmasian still on Instagram, Wordology Productions, Throat Punch Resumes, it's all out there. Um, And you can also find me probably on Filofaxi, posting images stolen from radio stations about songs that have been uh, diagrammed out for the DJs back in the 1980s. And uh, remember, folks, if you liked this program, remember to click and like and tell your friends and support us on Patreon because we could use the support. Thank you.